1: Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast, called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 2,000 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also a new flagship sponsor of Corvette today is CTR America. They're the OE supplier for chassis components for the C6 through C8 Corvette. CTR America also provides various aftermarket products like suspension and steering parts. They work with customers that have their own specs, unique designs, and requirements. The CTR enhanced R&D process provides cutting-edge solutions, superior quality, and lightweight yet functional products, including EV products. CTR has brought to the aftermarket the same know how developed as an OEM supplier. Visit the CTR America website and learn more at aftermarket.ctr.co.kr. Another new flagship sponsor of Corvette today is ETECH. ETECH is the expert and leader in custom flooring. Whether it's your garage floor, basement, patio, or front steps of your home, or a professional workplace, ETECH is four times stronger than epoxy and comes with a 15 year warranty. There are hundreds of different patterns to choose from, and installation is completed in one day. You can walk on your floor in 24 hours. Call for a free estimate at 913-745-3732 or visit etecustomcoatings.com. 913-745-3732 or etechcustomcoatings.com. I have my garage floor done with e-tech and absolutely love it, and I know you'll love yours. You can see the pictures of it on my blog at CorvetteTodayPodcast.com. Also, a shout-out to CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. Harlan Charles, the Corvette product manager, has graciously agreed to come back on the Corvette Today Podcast, and this time to answer your questions about Corvette. The Corvette team has always prided themselves in staying in close touch with owners and enthusiasts and listening to their thoughts and their input on Corvette. So today, we have questions from the members of MidEngineCorvetteForum.com and CorvetteForum.com for Harlan to answer. And maybe, just maybe, if this goes well, maybe Harlan will agree to come back and do another podcast and answer some more of your questions about Corvette. Harlan, welcome back to Corvette Today. It's great to have you back.
2: Well, it's great to be back and fun to be on the hot seat. I know we had some great responses out there from all our customers on the forums and everything. You know, our customers are so passionate. Like you said, it's always great to get input direct from the source, the people that love our cars and love the Corvette. And that's what we try to do, which is keep trying to make it better and better.
1: And I applaud you for that because I don't know any other brand that stays in close touch with owners and enthusiasts like that. So let's go ahead and just dive into it. Our first question, Harlan, is from midenginecorvetteform.com. It's John. We know him as the elegant one. John says, Taj told us that you are the impetus behind the PDR program for getting it underway. The PDR was so useful and so safe for all of us. He says, Thank you. So, is there another project that you push for that is part of either the C8 or maybe even the C7 that we might know about that you're the impetus behind?
2: Well, that's a good question. In my position, you know, I was trying to push for things. And so I look back, I had a presentation back from 2013 proposing the retractable hard top. Right. On the eighth generation car, the plan was just do another soft top, even though going to the mid-engine design. Originally, we were looking at a conventional soft top. The idea of being able to do a hard top that could fold on top of the engine, leaving the trunk space and the appearance advantages. And I put together all this rationale and I was looking back. It was in 2013. So think about it. It was right at the same time we were introducing the seventh generation car was all new. And that's kind of the thing I think a lot of people don't realize that we are going to have to have two hats. At one time, we're busy getting ready for the seventh generation car, which is all new. And the other hat, we're working on long-term things for the next generation to come. That was when I feel great about that we got this retractable hardtop convertible, which is really doing well. Orders are around 40% of the cars, so it's like over double what we traditionally have done with convertibles. So it really has hit the mark. It really gives you the best of both worlds. A couple other things that this question made me think of. One of the things we did on the coupe side, a lot of people love that you can see the engine through the hatch. So I did propose a engine appearance option that we have today, you know, with the lights and the carbon fiber. Right. You know, a way to dress that up as kind of somebody that wanted to go with a little bit extra to get it. And then another one that came up was when we decided, now we're just introducing right-hand drive Corvettes to Japan right now. It's the first production right-hand drive ever. And one of the things that that enabled was, you know, you have to design it for the driver to be on either side, obviously. So things like the memory package that people like where you can set your memory. Right. So since we had that enabled on the right side of the car, that's why now we have the memory feature is on both sides, on all cars. We just said, you know what, that would be a neat feature to have for the passenger as well, because we're thinking we have to do the left hand and the right hand. Why don't we just do it for both sides on all the cars? Then say if a couple is driving around and you switch seats, you take turns, you can put your driver's side and passenger side back the way you like it very quickly. So it'd be great for a road trip, and that's something that was enabled when we were looking at doing the right-hand drive car.
1: That's a simple idea, but what a great idea. And I love, love, love the hardtop convertible.
2: Yes, me too.
1: The second question also comes from midenginecorvetteforum.com. It's a person named C8 Driving. He says that well, we always hear about you using your paddle shifter in manual mode. Talk a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, I do. I I mean, I'm I'm a manual guy, I guess. I've always had manual transmission. So when we went to the dual clutch, people forget it is still a manual transmission, you know, with two clutches. Right. And I really love driving it as a manual all the time because I do like the feel that you get with a manual when you're in control. And the nice thing about it with the paddles, with not having a third clutch pedal, you know, you just flip the paddles. It's very easy to drive and you still get that feeling of control. And the thing I really like too, is when you're in the sport of the track mode and you're accelerating, you really get that feel. You can feel it in the seat when it shifts. Yeah, You know, so it just makes the car a lot of fun to drive. I just enjoy being in control of the car all the time. The only time. And maybe I'm an outlier, but I'm sure there's others like me. The only time I really put it in drive is maybe, you know, on a long trip on the highway when you're just cruising anyway. Sure. Other than that, you know, around town, the first thing I do, I start the car, put it in manual mode, like right away.
1: I like that. I, you know, and I've always said that this is still a manual transmission. Instead of shifting next to your body, it's right on the column. So like you said, it's still a manual transmission car.
2: Right. And I just like having the control of the gear and what gear I'm in and just the way the car feels.
1: Absolutely right. Let's get a question here from CorvetteForum.com. This is a member called On Point. He asks, will GM partner again with Callaway on the C8 to offer warrantied performance upgrades?
2: Well, Callaway, I wanna clarify this because Callaway is a, their own independent company. So we did not as GM partner with them. What happened was Callaway, you know, very proud of their own work that they do, did their own warranty to warranty their work. So it wasn't necessarily a partnership. It was Callaway warranting their own upgrades. And then Callaway did have some agreements with certain Chevrolet dealers across North America to do their conversions and things like that. So it's not necessarily a GM partnership, but it was maybe a partnership with some of the dealerships and that Callaway offered their own warranty. And I'm not aware of what they have going on for the eighth generation performance upgrades as yet, but I'm sure they're hardworking at that. I mean, I know the guys over there, great guys, so I'm sure they're scheming something.
1: Yeah, I know that they are working on some stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they come out with. I'm anxious to see that. Let's go to midenginecorvetteforum.com, a member named Murray20C8. He asks, have any thoughts been given to protecting the emergency button in the C8 from packages that accidentally might fall on it while in the driving mode?
2: Well, yeah, I don't think that this is really an issue. But what we've done is when we did do a over-the-air update on the front storage or hood, So what we did was we made that button longer duration, so it has to be held a longer time. And the other thing is if it was to inadvertently open, the car is limited to 26 miles an hour. And that's a very noticeable warning that takes up the cluster that says pull over now and correct that. And over that speed, it would not open. Got it.
1: That's a good idea. That's a great way to hopefully solve that problem. Our final question in the first section of our Corvette Today podcast comes from CorvetteForum.com. It's a guy named Jack Frost PDX. He asks Is there's any hopes for a 2021 UI enhancement making it back to the 2020 models as an over-the-air software update.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, it's a good question. But unfortunately, we can't go from 20 to 21 because we did a full infotainment upgrade or hardware upgrade because we went to the wireless phone projection. Right. There's two different systems basically from 20 to 21, unfortunately. So it's not what it couldn't be done over the air or through software. It'd be more of a hardware change to upgrade from 2021. 20 it'd be pretty complex. So, yeah. Unfortunately, we'll have to say it's going to be pretty tough to do. Gotcha. Well,
1: Harlan, let's take a quick break. And in the second segment, we'll answer more of your questions with Harlan Charles, Corvette product manager on Corvette Today.
3: American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at Pat.com. At AmericanHydrocarbon.com Let us help you make your Corvette The car you've always wanted it to be American Hydrocarbon
0: State of Kansas.
2: And now back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Harlan Charles. Harlan is back. He's the product manager for Corvette, and he's back to answer your questions about Corvette. In section number two, Harlan, we'll start off with midenginecorvetteform.com. There's a guy named Frenzy36, and he writes, Thanks to Harlan, Taj, and the entire Corvette team for making such a wonderful piece of machinery for such a great value. His question is, is when we're jacking up the car in our garage, is it best to lift it from the rear or front jacking location as a rigidity situation with the chassis lift and also the whole side of the car?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. First, I to say make sure that you're using the, and I think that he is, using the points that are spec'd out in the owner's manual, the proper jacking points. And it does not matter. You can use the front or the rear. Either way is fine. That's an easy one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: our second question is from corvetteform.com it's a person named old jedi
2: i love star wars
1: his question is can red stitching be added to the 1lt and 2lt interiors
2: that's a good one too so if you get the adrenaline red interior those come with red stitching there you go so on a 1lt or 2lt get adrenaline red and you get red stitching
1: a simple question with a simple answer Also from CorvetteForum.com, there's a member named KDLP. The question is, given the two-week shutdown in February of 2021 this year, will Bowling Green still make it through all the 2021 orders, and will the 2021 model year be extended similar to what we did with the 2020 models?
2: That's a complicated question. It's a good one. It's a tough one because as we know in 2020 was a crazy year. Yes. Zora did not have to do with this when he was launching his Corvettes. (laughs) We had COVID. We had first we had a strike and then we had COVID. Right. And then we had the supplier issues, which were a lot of them were COVID related. So we had a lot more orders than we could build in 20. And then we ultimately extended the model year to do as many as we could. So we did get a little bit of late start to 21. So for 21, what we've done is a little bit more conservative, you know, knowing what we've dealt with and taking in the amount of orders. So to account for that, we weren't at the maxed out rate and to give us some wiggle room. So the plan would be hopefully that we're not in the state that we had for 20 We had a lot of unmet orders, so we're trying only to take as many orders as we know that we have very good certainty of being able to build. That being said, you know we did get a little bit of a late start to 21, so it may be a little bit later to go to 22 than we traditionally have done, maybe more of a late summer than an early summer. We're not planning on doing what we did in 20, obviously. Gotcha. So it should be more normal. Again, we're going to do the best we can to do all of them but probably not to the point where we're full out. Again, we're still getting through some of the issues, but not to the level of last year in summary. Okay,
1: good answer. Got a couple from midenginecorvetteforum.com. The first one is from Shepard777. He says, all of us are fond of our C8s and we're worried about them while they're parked and when we're not with them. Is there a chance of implementing the PDR to record when we're away from the car, similar to like a watchdog mode?
2: That's a neat one. That's something we had talked about. That would be a cool, that's a cool idea. The issues we get into with that We had to, when the PDR was introduced, the performance data recorder, we have the valet mode in which we still have, which is kind of not to this level, but it is a way to have the car monitored when you're not there. But it got into where we had to have the screen, you know, the warning screen, because they were worried about what came out on later. I guess there's some states and countries that have some rules about recording without somebody's permission. Oh. So, but the issue is you're recording out of the car, looking out, but you're not recording the driver. So we were able to get through that, you know, with the warning screen. The issue when you get to here, when it's permanently on, watchdog mode, And it's different with a car than a cell phone for some reason. I don't know there's different rules. So the bottom line is, yes, I think it would be a great idea. The thing is that some of these laws and rules may prevent that from easily happening. But it is something I would like that feature as well. So maybe we can figure out how to do it. But that's been the trouble of doing it so far. You can't push the warning screen when you're not there, you know, Acknowledge. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. And if
1: you have laws prohibiting the recording of people that don't know they're being recorded, that's a big issue as well.
2: That was part of the reason, too, why in the ballet mode, we took off the sound that doesn't record sound anymore. Like when you're driving the car, you're doing your track day or whatever, you can sure. record the sound, you get everything. So one of the changes we had to make, and this is back in the 2015 model year when performance day recorder was introduced. We had to make an update after the first month to remove the sound in the valet mode because of these rules. Interesting.
1: Also from Mid-Engine Corvette form, there is a person named Happy to be here. And he asks, what were the design limits for cold weather driving? Can you elaborate on whether the car was designed for snowy and frigid temperatures for many months? And he's talking about like 40 below zero with many feet of snow during the winter months. Also, what are some of the precautions, other than tires, that winter drivers could take in order to enjoy their Corvette year-round? Excessive snow sticking to intakes, maybe sand getting into the intakes, you know, as air is getting sucked in.
2: We were talking about how cold it's been this winter. I mentioned we had minus eight here in Detroit. And, yeah, I took the car out. Again, we have these capture that we want to take them out in the cold weather and exercise them. So we design uh, durability down to minus 20 is what we test to, okay. minus Okay. 20 degrees F. It's validated to that temperature. For the winter, I think there's not a lot you have to do other than that. The winter tires, like they suggested, or the all-season tires. For snow and intakes, yeah, I would brush the snow off if it's clogging any of the intakes or things like that, or the camera systems and things like that. But other than that, the car really is a great all-weather car. You know, in the past, now I know people do this anyway. You know, there's a lot of people that can't stand to drive their baby in the winter, get a drop of rain on it and things like that. And there'll always be people like that. And I get that too, you know, but there's no real reason for it. If the Corvette is your only car, there's no reason why you can't drive it all year, especially with the new mid-engine design. The car has great traction over the rear drive wheels with more weight on the rear. So I found that the new Corvettes are great snow cars, rain cars. They're really great in all weather. So other than your own just wanting to protect it, there's no reason why you can't drive a Corvette all year round.
1: That's pretty cool. As a matter of fact, we had 18 below zero here in Kansas City this week. So knowing that it goes down to at least 20 below, it's a four-season car now, isn't it? Absolutely. That's fantastic. Our final question in segment number two, Harlan, comes from CorvetteForum.com. Matthew C8 wants to know what your favorite color interior and exterior combinations are for the mid-engine Corvette.
2: Well, that's a good one. So when the car came out, I had the Arctic White with the two-tone blue, twilight blue, tension blue interior. Nice. So I say that's my all time favorite. I just love that car. If I had to pick a next choice, like I'd say that's if you had to pick one, I just like the the clean look of it, you know, with the white and then the bright blue interior. Yeah. But for this year, I did things a little bit different. I got the convertible and I have the accelerate yellow with the new strike yellow, sky cool gray interior. Ooh. And that is very striking as well. Ooh, that sounds awesome. And I'm starting to fall in love with that one, too.
1: Absolutely. I actually saw Mike Furman put in his weekly Sunday post a picture of a Zeus bronze with the all-morello red interior. That was fantastic.
2: Oh, yeah. That's kind of a European look. Yeah, that, very international.
1: That was very striking. Well, Carlin, let's take our final break. And in segment number three, we'll answer more questions from you KC Trends Motorsports has been the Midwest's largest custom wheel superstore for over 25 years. They specialize in C8 wheel fitments from the top brands in the industry like HRE, Vossen, ADV1, Avant Garde, and more. They ship daily from their Kansas City location to all upper 48 states with the best pricing and inventory in the country. Need tires? KC Trends Motorsports has you covered. They have tires in stock from Michelin and Pirelli. Plus, they can help you with a customized wheel and tire combo for your Corvette to truly make it one of a kind. And if you need wheel ideas, no problem. Simply go online to kctrends.com for their car and wheel visualizer. See the wheels on your Corvette before you purchase. Also, there's dozens of wheels and tire combo pictures to look through online to spur your imagination. And their expert staff is there to help you with wheel and tire sizing and offsets for your C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit them online at kctrends.com. See them on Facebook and Instagram. Make any Corvette a a one-of-a-kind with KC Trends Motorsports. Call them toll-free, 877-962-5200. KC Trends Motorsports.
2: You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Harlan Charles, the product manager for Corvette. We're answering your questions. Harlan, in this third segment, we've got six questions. First is from CorvetteForum.com, and this is a question from VMAN21C8 and also PS George. They want to know, will 2021 owners get the gift car just like the 2020 owners did?
2: The answer to that is yes. The welcome kit models will go out. I would just say that be patient, you know, with everything going on. Shipping is probably taking a little bit longer than we'd like, but all the customers for 21 will get those. Those are nice.
1: And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but it's magnetic. So the car actually comes off the platform.
2: Yeah. It's really a cool thing. It's our way of thanking all the Corvette drivers. Welcome to the Corvette family.
1: That's a very nice touch. I really like that. When I got my C7, I got my pouch that was done in the leather of the interior with a sign letter from you and Taj. and that was great. I've still got that, and I keep it inside, and I keep it nice. So having these little models are really cool, and everybody can lift them off the platform and turn them any way you want. The next question is from mid It's a person named Too Old to Race, and he says, when I start my hardtop convertible, the Coupe C8 hologram appears on the instrument cluster. Can that be changed to a hardtop convertible with the top down?
2: That's a great one. I would like that as well. Right now, no, we just have the one common startup screen for all Corvettes, which happens to be the Coupe, but I think that that's something we should look at adding. Yeah, I think it would be nice to have it individualized for a coupon convertible. For right now, though, we just have the one. Gotcha.
1: Well, that's something that you can put in maybe later on then. Yeah. And here's a question that I think is the best one of the whole podcast. This is from CorvetteForum.com. It's from a member named RapidC84B. It says, how does the GM design team pick Corvette colors? What's the general process, and how do you use outside experts from the paint suppliers, or do you do your own research in-house? Do you get your inspiration from other areas of design like technology or interior decor trends or nature?
2: That's a great question. So there's a few things that happen here. So the main thing to have to everybody know, we have a design center. There's a color studio and they are a team dedicated to colors, interior and exterior, of course. And they look at trends, not just in cars, but in fashion and industry to try to see where the trends are going. On the other side of that, they also ask product managers, people like me, on the individual cars, what we see going on in both the colors we have, how are they doing, and then what we hear from the customers. So when me and Taj and the others, when we're at the museum or Carlisle or races or just talking to you guys or reading the forums, we look at what people are interested in and what they like and things like that. And so we provide that input to the color studio. And so they kind of try to mix together what we've presented with the trends, fashion trends and things like that. And usually we do a mix of both. We'll probably do a color that may be something that the Corvette Group like when we did the Sebring Orange, for example, we kept hearing everybody wanted a brighter orange, and that's what we did. And we do one like that. And then on the other side, like you mentioned, the Zeus Bronze, that was one that was more from the color studio. That here's something you know we seeing in some of the European markets and things like that. We should try that on Corvette. And the nice thing now with the twelve colors, we have enough. We can try some things. Of course, we're always going to have our staples, like I put in Torch Red, Black. Arctic white, never touch those. Right. Those are Corvette staples. We have to have, of course, we'll always have to have a silver, but maybe we can tweak that one. But there's certain sports car colors you have to have. And actually, between the Arctic white, the black, and the uh, torch red, those are the three most popular colors. Yeah. But anyway, we look at that. Every year, they'll put together a proposal of different colors. And what they'll do is they'll paint the Corvettes that have been through durability testing or the old prototype ones that otherwise would have been scrapped. Yeah, They'll paint those for a canvas so we can see how they look. First, we'll get to a certain number to try out. Then they'll paint them full size so we can see how they look in a full-size car. And we'll narrow those down. And usually we get two or three new colors per year is usually what we do. And then it's exciting because the exciting thing is you got a nice new color. The other thing is of course the one that you had to remove was somebody's favorite and they're upset about it. True. So it's always a balance. Yeah. Color is something that everybody has opinion on, you know, but everybody's different. One of the things we've tried to do is to have a good variety of both classic colors, a few neutral colors and some really bright sports car you know, especially going to the new Corvette mid-engine design, you know, it's more of a supercar. So we can do things like the rapid blue and the accelerate yellow that are really vibrant and things like that. And I think those have done well. So it, it's interesting to see with the new cars every year, the colors that do well in it. And not all of them are supposed to be like big runners. Sometimes people will think, I'll read in the forum, someone will say, well, a color gets replaced. People are like, oh, this was a failed again. It doesn't necessarily mean it was failed. I think it means that, you know, it ran what we wanted it to do. I think the people that liked it bought it and love it, and it's going to have a following. And it's just time to move to something new. It doesn't necessarily mean it failed in any way. We know that certain colors, like you mentioned, the Zeus Braun, it's not going to be a huge a runner as Torch Red or Black or White. It's never going to be. Right. But the few people that love it are going to really enjoy it. And then there'll be a time when it's time to move to something different. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it was wrong to offer it. It just means that we offer it for a while. And these are ones that re-rotate as the plan is. We plan to rotate them.
1: Well, I'm glad you talked about that because that really solves and answers a common misconception because everybody on the forums does think if a color goes out, that means the color wasn't good and it failed. But it's nice to hear you say that that doesn't necessarily mean it failed. It just ran its course and it's time for a new color.
2: Right. Another great example is that we changed the Long Beach Red, which was a great color, to the Red Mist. It doesn't mean we don't like the Long Beach Red, but we thought, hey, here's something that's new and kind of a newer version of a tint coat red that we wanted to try. And it's doing great so far. But it doesn't mean that the Long Beach Red wasn't a good color either. It kind of ran a few years and it's time to go to the next thing.
1: Absolutely. And that mist red is just fantastic. I love that color. Yeah, me too. I know that Taj has that for his car and I really enjoy it. And all it means is, is technically, again, it didn't fail. But People that own a Zeus bronze car, it could be more valuable years down the
2: road because there were so few of them made. Oh, yeah, right. And every color that we've done is somebody's favorite. Right. I don't think there's really been a bad color that we've done. There's been ones, obviously, that sell more than others. And there's ones, too, that I think people like to see but they don't buy as much, yep. if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Like sometimes
2: maybe the green, we did a green, we tried that, and everybody said they liked it, but it really didn't sell that well. I think people just like seeing it. They just didn't buy it.
1: <laughs> well, and the rose color on the C7 was really, really popular. Oh, yeah, the black rose. And it didn't sell that well, but now
2: everybody wants that car.
1: Exactly. That's crazy.
2: You know, years from now, like you said, people will covet
1: having and, and you will know, collect. Absolutely right. They're going to be more valuable because there were so few of them made. Let's go to another question from Corvetteform.com, Harlan. This is from Jen Sin. He says, I like the sleek look of the car without the rear spoiler, which is interesting, but I wonder if I'm giving up anything without the Z51 package. Is there an advantage or a noticeable difference between Z51 and non-Z51 on normal street use?
2: That's another great question. So if you're not a track guy, if you're not somebody that's going to do track events, you're fine without the Z51 package. You'll be very happy with it on the street, normal street use. You will not be giving anything up. And actually, what you can do now for 21, we have the magnetic ride control, FE2 which will really give you the best of both worlds. So if you want the car clean without the spoiler and you're worried about, oh, if I'm getting set up, if you get the FE2 with the magnetic ride, if you want a firmer ride like a Z51 has, you know, a little bit tighter in the corners and things like that, you can put this in sport mode or track mode with the FE2 and get the firmer ride on the standard car without Z51 and have the best of both worlds, or you can leave it in tour and have a very comfortable riding Corvette That's what I would recommend to somebody that's kind of on the fence like that. I would recommend they get the Magnetic Ride FE2 without Z51.
1: And that's always a common question with Corvette. Should I get Z51 if I'm not going to track it or not? So that answers the question. And you really have kind of covered all bases with the FE2 option available in the mid-engine for 2021.
2: Right. And then you also have the advantage with that package of the all-season tires, like we just talked about in the previous question, if you want to drive it all year round.
1: That's awesome. Here's another question from midenginecorvetteforum.com. It's a member named Sabre. He says, how does eBoost brake work? Does it have a motorized screw that assists with the plunger based on pedal movement? And how does different modes alter the behavior of the assist mechanism?
2: So, yeah, so that's a big question. eBoost was a new feature on the eighth generation for the braking system. So it is a vacuumless electrohydraulic on-demand brake apply system. It does eliminate the conventional vacuum-based power brake system, which just gives you an advantage in efficiency. So the eBoost unit, it combines what we used to have, a master cylinder, a vacuum booster, a vacuum pump, and an electronic brake control module. It, it combines all those into one e-boost unit, which is more space and weight efficient than our previous system. So when the driver presses on the brake pedal, it sends a signal to the computer And that force is transferred using the traditional brake fluid. So it does have a ball screw that moves in and out, Mm -hmm. and that generates on-demand brake pressure. So the advantage of that is, as asked in the question, is using the driver selectable modes, you can have different brake feels for whatever type of driving you want to do. So in tour mode, it's a more comfortable brake feel for everyday driving. and sport mode, gives you a more aggressive feel. And then in track mode, it's a smooth and progressive feel at the limit that provides a wide range of modulation so you can do trail braking on a track. Very nice.
1: That's a great addition for the mid engine Corvette.
2: Yeah, it is. And it's all about having the latest technology. And a lot of people were concerned that it was a brake by wire. So it still does use the hydraulics. So worst case situation, just like any other power brake system, it would still work as a manual brake system in a worst case scenario. Gotcha.
1: Our final question, Harlan, comes from CorvetteForum.com. It's a member named RapidC84B. And his question is, and this is really good, what was your favorite thing that didn't make it to the final production model
2: for C8? Well, that's a tough one. I think we did pretty good. I think just about everything did. If I had to pick something, well, the first thing that would have came to my mind if you had asked me maybe when the program was still being developed would have been the three pedal manual, you know, the conventional manual transmission. Sure. We still have a lot of people, but after, like our question before, driving the dual clutch, I think we made the right choice there. So there's probably a couple of small things that didn't make it. They're little things. This is a small one, but it did get cut, which was the quick mechanical seat dump feature. That's where you can just fold the seat down quickly by hitting a latch for storing things on trips behind the seat. Right. But we found that if we didn't do that, left it all power, it actually, through the sensors, was able to maximize the amount of space and seek track travel we could use in the car. But you didn't have to worry about that feature. So actually it did help the space efficiency of the car not to have that. And another one, maybe we'll do someday with the performance data recorder. I wanted to have a way to add other cameras to it. I thought that would have been cool. We have the camera built in, obviously. Yeah. thought it would have been cool if we could have had a bring your own camera and mount it where you want it and have that hook in. That's a great idea too. Maybe we will someday, but that didn't make it. That's cool.
1: Well, Harlan, thank you for being back on Corvette today. This was fun. Maybe we can do it again later on in the future as well.
2: Yeah, thank you. And I'd like to thank everybody on both forums for contributing all these wonderful questions and appreciate everybody that's driving their new Corvettes right now, even in the winter. Or if you're waiting to the summer, that's okay too. But I just want to thank all the fans of Corvette and people that keep the passion going.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks again for being here and let's do this again soon.
2: Great. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to Corvette today. And thanks to our sponsors, CTR America, who makes chassis components for the C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit their aftermarket items online at aftermarket.ctr.co.kr. Also, American Hydrocarbon at americanhydrocarbon.com and KC Trends Motorsports at kctrends.com. And don't forget eTech Custom Coatings at etekcustomcoatings.com or call 913-745-3732.
0: You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at SteveGarrettDJ. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.